Hey guys, welcome to the Makeup Mentor Podcast. My name is Anita. I am your money mindset coach and makeup mentor. This is a podcast where we talk little about makeup and we actually talk all about the business side about being a freelance makeup artist. The beauty industry is a $500 billion industry and we're tapping into it simply just by believing that we can. So if you have the limiting belief that we can't make money in this industry, mm, this podcast is for you. I'm not only gonna tell you all the things that I've learned the hard way, but I'm also gonna be bringing on the experts in the beauty industry to go over their tips, tricks, strategies, and stories so that you can take your business to the next level. Now, without further ado, let's get right to it. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Makeup Metro Podcast. I am super happy and grateful to be here today. I am so excited for all of our new listeners. We have gotten the word that our ratings have quadrupled ever since we've opened up the horizon to not only just teaching makeup artists. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you're a longtime listener, I am just so grateful for you that you've been here through the journey. So I love just filling you guys in. Again, we are rebranding. We're rebranding. We're no longer going to be Makeup Mentor Podcast. If you guys follow me on TikTok, you would notice that there's a lot of spam accounts out there pretending to be the Makeup Mentor Podcast. So if you follow me on TikTok, make sure that you do not interact with those people because they are scams and they're not me. So I need a blue check mark, but I also need to change my name to Manifesting Money Podcast. I've been kind of playing around with a name, but here is uh, again official announcement that we're rebranding. Before I get into today's podcast episode and tell you about how amazing my guest is, I want to talk about something that is actually really in sync with my guest today because she actually joined the free three-day manifesting money workshop that I hosted during the pandemic, which we're going to be talking about in this episode. But right now, I really, really wanted to share some testimonies from the free three-day manifesting money workshop that we just got done hosting. And we already have these amazing testimonies. So I wanted to share some of them with you. First, we got Rosie. Rosie, if you're listening to this right now, hello. How are you, beautiful soul? So thank you so much for sharing your testimony. So her testimony actually was $5,000. I really want to break this down today. So she messaged me saying, oh my God, I was on your Zoom t- class today and I initially had taken your three-day workshop because of Amber's program. I had manifested $5,000 through my husband getting a raise and I was like, wow, because his money is my money. Today I wrote down 500, so I know I'm definitely gonna get that, yay! I really wanted to point out this story specifically because a lot of people have stuff like this happen and they're like, um, does this count? And the answer is yes, oh my gosh, literally all the money that comes into your life is manifested, so make sure that you're counting it because you're going to focus on that and what you focus on the most, you create more of, okay? And I had another beautiful soul who messaged me the same day that we did day one, okay? So she messaged me and she said, Anita, oh my God, I cannot believe this. Literally after the session, two to three hours later, I went to meet another person and this person gave me $3,000 cash out of the blue. I'm still in shock. Money really is energy and it's only day one of the workshop. Wow, I had to share my testimony. This is amazing. Last testimony before I get into my amazing speaker's info. Her name is Stephanie. So Stephanie was on the call. She was interacting. She was on the camera and everything. And this is her testimony. And she actually watched the replay. Good morning, Anita. So I signed up for the workshop and I was ready to listen live 
yesterday and I had a mini emergency with my daughter and I wasn't able to make the live call. I was bummed out and I was glad to know that I would be able to have the replay. Finally, after going through my day, I made time in the afternoon to watch the replay. I wrote down my number, $10,000 and followed the exercise. It felt so good after the call and I began to talk with my husband about it. He was intrigued and agreed that our reality was what we really manifested years ago. So with that, I woke up this morning, opened up my mail and Lord behold, I received a check for $5,046.80, an escrow surplus check. I am so grateful and I feel blessed that I found you. I cannot wait for day two. That was on day one of the workshop, guys. And then we had my amazing coach, mentor, Kathleen Cameron. If you've been a loyal listener, you know I just haven't been shutting up about this woman. Uh, because she's truly, truly helped me step into this full potential. And I shared all of my testimonies of the crazy stuff that has been manifesting for me since I truly, truly started to embody this version of myself that already has every single thing that I want or desire in my material world is matching this vibration. So those of you who are already in my energy and my frequency, you guys were showing up every single day. Thank you for investing your time and energy. Your testimonies are helping me tell other people about how powerful this work is and you're just setting the example. So I wanted to bring up one more thing before I bring on my guests and that is the 31 Days of Abundance. I tell you the stories that I just shared with you is just the beginning. It really, really is, guys. So the 31 Days of Abundance is a program that I created because people were manifesting the money that they want and desire, but then they would get stuck back in the same position. I was explaining this on the call, but it's kind of like when you have a credit card, you pay off this credit card in full and you think you're good to go, but then the habits and the actions don't change and you go back exactly where you started. Well, a lot of people are trying to think that money is a quick fix to a long-term problem. The way that you think about money, the way that you feel about money, your relationship with money is all programmed from when you were a child, a baby, 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 all the way up until you're seven years old. In order to keep money manifesting on autopilot and keep this money flowing on a consistent basis, whether you are working or not You have to heal this relationship. You have to go to those places and those memories that were telling you that you didn't have enough, as well as consistency. And when I say consistency, I mean that you are doing the actionable steps on a daily basis to truly, truly help you embody this version of you that is abundant. Abundant is not having all the money in the world. Abundance is knowing that money is an unlimited resource that you can tap into at any given point or time. So if you're listening to this right now, guys, it is for a reason. So if this is you and you're tired of getting stuck in this rut where you feel like you want more and you know that you're capable of more, or maybe you're just working really hard, or maybe you don't believe that you can make money doing what you love, this program is for you. Now, you guys know that we're super, super big on intuitive action. So if you take action before June 30th and you join the 31 Days of Abundance, you will receive a free book that Kathleen Cameron, my personal coach and mentor, has written about how she has manifested $3 million in sales teaching manifestation. This is our little gift to you for taking the intuitive action and really, really diving deep into your money mindset. So we're so, so, so excited to have you in that program. All the details are going to be in the show notes. You can also reach out to us on social media, find us on TikTok, or you can even reach out to the team at info at makeupmentorpodcast.com.
So I'm super, super excited for those who are taking intuitive action before June 30th. And without further ado, let's get into the introduction about my amazing guest today, who is going to blow your mind. So Gaida, again, is a beautiful soul who I met last year during the pandemic. She was actually a speaker for a free webinar that I was hosting via Zoom during the pandemic for other people who wanted to learn more about the business side. She's not only a celebrity makeup artist, guys, but she's also an educator. And in this podcast interview, she actually talks about how she manifested a new opportunity during the pandemic. So again, make sure that you guys are listening on the podcast, but also tuning into the YouTube channel too. We're putting these videos on YouTube so now that you can see how beautiful her makeup looks. Um, Another amazing part of her story is her parents, her parents supporting her. That is something that really, really stuck out to me because she knew from a really, really young age of what she wanted to do. At the age of 14, her parents not only supported her going to cosmetology school, but they really did set some boundaries as well that came back in her story of a way that it would serve her in the future. She tells an amazing story about how she manifested money when she wasn't stressed or worried about it during the pandemic. She knew that she was going to get by. And another thing that she pointed out to me is that she would always manifest money in ways that she least expected when she was pursuing something that she loved. Last but not least, we talked about how she's not crazy, right? We talked about how she was on the free webinar and she really felt connected with somebody else who was teaching manifestation, who was talking about it, who knew that this wasn't crazy, that this is normal. This is the new norm and we need more people like this to share their story. So Gaida, I'm so obsessed with this episode. I cannot wait to re-listen. And without further ado, guys, let's get right to it. Hey friends, welcome back to the Makeup Mentor Podcast. I am super happy and grateful to speak to a beautiful soul who I have not talked to in a really long time. And my first question for you, Gaida, is how are you doing today? In this very moment, I'm doing amazing. I think I'm doing really well for myself. So <laughs> yay. I love your background too. That color is like Thanks. my, it's like, look at us. We're like matching. Yeah. If you guys are watching on YouTube right now. it's beautiful so obviously you have an amazing story and I want to talk about like obviously when we first met all of the things that manifested but before we do I want to get into something that I like to call rapid fire so I'm just going to ask you quick rapid questions about a little bit about yourself help me get to know you a little bit more audience gets to know you a little bit more are you ready yes (laughs) you're like you didn't pet me for this what's going on Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. First question. How old were you when you first started doing makeup? 14. 14 on yourself? On myself, my mom, my aunts, friends. And then it like turned into high school friends and proms because I was too busy doing everyone's hair and makeup. Wow. That's a prime age to start. Honestly, the girl that helped me at the school that I went to, she was 14 too. So if I got any 14 year olds on here, y'all, that's the time. But I went to at the time in New York offered this opportunity. If you had like a certain GPA, there was a program where the school offered to pay for your schooling to go to cosmetology school. So I qualified because I was a nerd and the school paid for me. The only thing I had to buy was a kit, which was a few hundred bucks that my parents helped me with. And when my mom saw that, she's like, why are your friends always here doing makeup? I'm like, they're not really my friends. They're just people that want their makeup done. She's like, are you charging them? Like, no, I just want to play. And so, (gasps) oh my God, my dad was just kind of like, there's talent there. Let's do something with it. So my parents were like, 
all right, go to cosmetology school, figure it out, do what you got to do, and then we'll support you. And the one rule was that you still have to go to college, even if you do cosmetology. So I was like, sure. And I went to school for communications and media arts, and it eventually came in handy now with like the new generation and how technology plays into like our lives every day. So it, it did come in handy, but in the past, everyone was like communications and media arts. Like, what are you going to do with that? You know? <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything that we do is it aligns eventually. We don't see it in the beginning, but <laughs> that's such an awesome rule. I want to come back to that. Like how your parents were supportive and they just set a little bit more boundaries. Like, I love that. So my second rapid fire question for you is how did you learn how to do makeup? Learning how to do makeup is interesting for me because I used to love painting and drawing and I was always a writer as well. So I've always had that creative artistic side to me. And my mom would always say like, I stood out from all of her kids. I have three brothers and they were your typical kids who played with toys and things like that. And I would just like paint everything or I would like cut my own hair to be a boy and just random things. If you see my pictures, I have like lipstick on and stuff like that. And so I got into art more of like painting and drawing. And then eventually I would watch my mom do her makeup and I was like so fascinated. So I started to steal her eyeliner or lipstick and do my own at school. And then I started to like get really fascinated by the face and how it transforms. And a lot of like the paintings that I've done, you know, I, I don't necessarily share that part, but a lot of my paintings are all like their faces. So you have the abstract art, but there's faces in the paintings. And I love the face, like the human face. And I find beauty in everyone, you know, that I don't, see an ugly face ever like I don't like the word ugly because mm. exists in humans and I think everyone has beauty in them so oh beautiful <laughs> I think that's so awesome that you mentioned that you were artistic before because I was actually really artistic too I mean I still am but you know it just switched and I noticed that in a lot of makeup artists and I, I feel like yeah. this is like one of the first times like we really brought that up <laughs> yeah crazy because it's like last night my fiance and I were having a conversation and he was like you know you're really weird but I like it and I was like what does that mean he's like you're just different like there was a girl on tv that we were watching and her style was like so funky and he's like this is totally you and he always tells me he's like you're you see things differently he's like if mm. you you know wall I say that's a white wall whereas you see as like this or that and I and the perfect example was he's like, you will look at a pile of trash and tell me this is like a horse or you see this or you see that. He's like, I look at it and think that's just a pile of trash. It's the different like view and the vision of having like an artistic mind, I think. You're so right. You know what I just love about what you just said is that like his perspective of you. I always try to explain this to people, especially when it comes to money mindset, is that we have a certain image of what we think somebody successful looks like. And a millionaire looks like, I'm actually learning this from my coach and my mentor right now, but I think it's so beautiful of his perspective, how he notices that about you and how you were talking about how you see beauty in everybody and how he shared that perspective with you. It's kind of like when you have a friend that's like so beautiful and then they're like, oh, nobody likes me, blah, blah, blah. You have a roommate that's like, does random things, but you're like, you know what? Someone's really, really going to appreciate that like that they do that or whatever I think that just really brought that to the service <laughs> I was gonna say I think for me as far as the way I'm I've always just been so non-traditional with everything and the way I live my life that if it makes me happy I'm gonna do it so I think just for me the way I see things it's like even with my wedding I'm getting married in October and I'm like everyone 
expecting like a traditional Middle Eastern wedding or this. And I'm like, no, I'm doing this and no, I'm doing that. And they're like, that's different, but it's kind of cool. So I don't know, just have fun and live your life. Like, you know, whatever you put out there is what you get in return. So just be happy and put the good energy out there. That's how I see Mm, it. Yes, I love it. Okay, last rapid fire question. Oh, this is the hard one. What is your favorite foundation? Uh, that's not too hard. Favorite foundation at the moment is from the brand Il Maquillage. I have wait, both of them. Wait, is this what you're wearing right now? Yeah, that's what I have. I have this one on. Oh, I'm so glad we're on YouTube now because people can actually see this. I totally forgot. <laughs> oh, it yeah. looks amazing. Yeah, this is their after party foundation. And then this is the woke up like this. But this is what I have on. It's a full coverage foundation. A little bit goes a long way. And it just wears so nicely. So that's what I have on. <laughs> yeah, they're like known for their color matching. Like amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing. Yeah. I'm so and happy people can see this. <laughs> honestly, I love the foundation and it just, I get compliments on it all the time because it looks like second skin. It does. And it looks super matte. Yeah. I like that. If you guys can see, I'm a little dewy right now. <laughs> all right, let's get into the fun stuff. Okay. So I know you that you just said that you were around 14 when you got into this. Was it always a plan or did you kind of plan on doing something else? I know you started at a really young age, so probably just went with the flow. It was everything I've ever wanted. I think I always said when I was younger and I was actually having this conversation with my personal trainer this morning, because he's like, he's like, you literally are an entrepreneur. You, there's nothing that you don't do. And I said, I've always said as a kid, I never want to work for anyone. Mm-hmm. I knew at some point I would have to. To make money and have income, like stable income. But I, I always said when I'm in my 30s, I'm like 20s, 30s, I'm not working for anyone. Like that's my goal, whether I have to have 10 jobs of like me, myself being a company or whatever it is. And I've always wanted to do like the celebrity, the glam, the, I have this one shirt, not this one, but I have this t-shirt that says Hollywood on it. And I got it when I was visiting maybe around 15, 16 LA. When I, I was born and raised in New York. And I said, one day I'm going to live in Hollywood. I'm going to work with the celebrities. I'm going to do their makeup. And me as a kid, not knowing what manifestation is or bringing mm-hmm. things to life. And then the other day I found the t-shirt and it has holes in it and everything. And I was like, whoa, this is my like t-shirt that I bought. Cause I'm like, I wanted to be in Hollywood. And now it's like, I'm here on sunset and I work with celebrities and I do everything that I wanted. So that's always been the plan for me. I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I knew I would. So, Oh, I just got chills. I'm glad that people can see the video again. I get so many chills. Something that you just said that really, really made me excited is the fact that you've known that you've wanted to do this like at a really young age. And I want to point this out because a lot of times, even in my last episode, if you guys listened to the episode with Crystal, Crystal talked about when she was around the same age that you just talked about, she wanted to do fashion. She wanted to be a makeup artist. Like she, this girl's beautiful, like model status. And she kind of got directed to a different path to go to school to be, I think she went, said psychology. And so I really want to point out the fact that your parents were like supportive of this and like, you know, knew that this was, there was talent there. I think that's so beautiful. And then also the fact that you really had this determination of like, from a very young age, knowing that you didn't want to work for anybody. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of times we all have that in us. And then little things start to happen of like, okay, well, you need to go to college and you need to do this. 
And we start to just put all this stuff on the back burner. And a lot of times people think, I don't know what to do. I'm so stuck. And it's like, you know exactly what you need to do. You just yeah. need to release. And so, so beautiful that you said that. Yeah, I think people get caught up. I'll be honest, it was hard. It wasn't always easy for me because I didn't choose the, I guess, what people think is the right way. You know, my dad, mm. tell you school, he said, you're still going to go to college. I was like, okay, how can I put a spinoff on this to make it fun? I went to school for communications and media arts. And I was like, okay, what can I do now? So when I was in college, I had a scholarship and I worked an internship, sorry. And I worked for a magazine in New York. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to put to work what I learned, but I don't want it to be boring. I want it to be fun. And so I was the one in charge of going to all the fashion shows and covering backstage and things like that. And like now 10 years plus, I was recently, I've written some articles for fashion magazines about makeup, but it's still makeup related. So for me, it's like, eat, sleep, breathe, dream, everything, makeup, but I was able to make money in different ways and use what I've learned, but still be makeup related. And I think people need to realize that just because society tells you be a doctor doesn't necessarily mean be a doctor. My mom would always tell me, oh, maybe you should have been a teacher so you can have summers off with your kids or teaching is fun or teaching is this. And then eventually I started teaching at a makeup school here in LA. So all these things, I'm like, you can still imply them. It, there's no rules in life. You do what you want. And if you're happy and you're content, that's all that matters. At the end of the day, I put my head on my pillow, not my mom, not my friend, not anybody. So I think people need to lose fear. I think fear is really what holds people back. And I think life and happiness is on the other side of fear. It's like a little mm. hill over that. That's everything you've ever wanted is there. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> and we just got done with this ex, um, the first day of the three-day manifesting money workshop that we're hosting for free. And what I do on the call, there's like hundreds of people on there and I'm like, okay, can one person just unmute and tell me why you came today? And it's like awkward, you know, there's a hundred people on there and everyone's like, and then finally one person is like, I came on because of this. And then it's like, <laughs> Okay, you know that fear that just came up? That's the feeling we want to get used to because yeah. it doesn't go away. Something I want to point out about what you just said is that it was hard, but made income in multiple ways, opposed to just going the doctor route and stuff like that. I want to point this out because not a lot of people are conscious of this. Is something I teach in my programs is that money will flow to you in ways that you least expect when you're you're on the path of something that you love. So let's say that you start your own company doing makeup, maybe you have even have products or whatever it is, that money's going to flow to you maybe through your business. Don't suffocate it at first, okay? You need some time to grow. Be open and receptive and like how you said all those different ways manifested and what happens is when you do jobs that were not in alignment, like if you were to go out and be a doctor or whatever it is, you just get money blocks. You're just causing so much resistance. And so one of the things that I think is really important with like money, for example, right? I think growing up, I obviously like my parents didn't come from money. They worked hard. They became who they are. And, you know, they went to like huge schools like NYU and Fordham University in New York. And my parents were very traditional and you realize things when you grow up. Like I realize now, I'm like, my mom would always say, oh, we don't need to buy that right now because we don't need it. But I'm like, but I want it, you know? And mm. I started to realize like that fear of not spending money because you don't have it needs to go out the window. Like I'm not saying go crazy and spend, you know, a hundred thousand dollars that you don't have. 
But the way I see it, it's like, if I want something, you know what, I'm going to spend the money because the money's going to come back to me. If you continuously put in your mind that I don't have this money, you're not going to have that money. Like you need to live in like the mantra of like, I have money. I have money to buy these shoes that I want. I have that money. And that's just how I started to live my life because I was so conditioned by the way my mom was, oh, well, we don't need it right now. We don't need to spend money on it. But I'm like, but I do want some nice things. And it's okay to spend a little bit because you will get that in return. But if you continue to block that passage of like the money flow by saying, oh, I don't have the money for it right now, then you're never going to have the money. What you put out that those words that you speak is what you're putting out there, that vibration. And I think people need to realize like, you know what, spend the extra hundred dollars on those shoes that you want. It'll come back to you all of last year, not to get off topic, but I didn't qualify for any of the stimuluses and or anything like that. And so I was like, okay, whatever. I was fine. I found ways to make money during COVID and I was okay. But I came in time for, for me to do my taxes and everything. And then my tax guy was like, hey, I might be able to get you that money. And I was wow. like, so one thing, you know, he was like, oh, just fill out this form since you're a private, you know, you're a private contractor or whatever. So I filled out the information. He was able to get me back all the money that I lost. And I was <gasps> amazing I can just use this money now to pay for my wedding but you can't sit here like I said fear like everything that you want is on the other side of fear so whatever it is and stop blocking your blessings I always tell people like like I have friends that are like oh oh my god I can't do that right now I'm broke I'm like well then you're gonna stay broke because you're saying you're broke I'm like I say those words like I don't like that I'm saying it right now you always want to say I'm wealthy I love that you talked about friends saying that because I used to have friends where I would feel so guilty because like we're going out, we're having like, I'm the type of person when it comes to trips. That was my biggest thing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go on this trip. I don't care what I got to do. I'm going to make it happen. And then my friends would miss out because they didn't have money. And I probably had less money than what they did. <laughs> and it just manifested. Like even when I didn't have an abundance amount, like I still had enough to go and experience because at the end of the day, that's really, really what matters. And now that I'm living this life more abundantly and I actually have the finances, nothing has changed it's still around people who have that mindset of like, if I want to go, I'm going to go too, you know? Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. I had a question about your family. So you grew up in New York, right? Born yeah. and raised. So yes. your family, was that the first generation to come? To be honest with you, I'm not sure. I know my dad and his brothers first came to America, but I think prior to that, my grandma and all had came from the Middle East. But I think maybe they're like the early, like first, my mom, actually, her parents had came to America before her. So, and then when her, my dad got married, they came to America. So born and raised in New York, I did move to the Middle East for a few years when I was a kid. And then wow. we moved back here. And then now I live in Los Angeles. So. Ooh, yay. I wanted to point that out for anyone listening right now, because we talk a lot about like breaking generational curses and all that stuff. Like, obviously, <laughs> we get develop these beliefs from our parents and, you know, like we don't have enough right now and all this stuff. Yeah. And they're doing it unconsciously. They're not doing that on purpose. Of course, they don't yeah. want us to have these limiting beliefs, but it's also very like eye opening when you really see of like, holy crap, you think this is you just going out here and doing what, you know, living your best life. No, you're literally breaking generations of your family coming to a new country mm -hmm. and moving from place to place. I think it's just so beautiful because your story is just a manifestation of that. Funny because everyone 
just like jokingly says I'm the black sheep of my family because mm. I'm literally done what I wanted. Like I didn't follow. I told my mom, I was like, who says I have to live this way? Who says I have to just because you were so being Middle Eastern is really difficult because everyone in your family has a say in what you do, especially as a girl. Mm. You know, you're not allowed to wear certain things. You're not allowed to go here. You're not allowed to. They're just so like, it's insane. And I've always been like, well, I'm going to go out and have fun. I'm going to live my life. And it's funny because it's like, now that I'm getting married, I'm marrying someone who's not Middle Eastern. And it's like two cultures coming together. And now that I'm seeing things as me starting my own family, I'm like, I literally broken so many generational curses as far as like the rules, the tradition, the culture. I'm not disrespecting it in any way, but I'm creating my own life mm. now, one way of living. And I grew up thinking that there was rules to how to live. I got out there and I think a lot of it was the beauty industry that made me realize like when I would go to like the events as a 16, 17 year old, and I had peers like so much older than me at like the events in Connecticut or like in New York and Vegas. And I would always go to these hair shows, makeup. And I'm like, life really has no rules, whatever you want. And you just kind of figure it out. Like no adult has their crap together. You know, it. <laughs> it's so true. No. And so I started to realize that I was like, why am I going to sit here and you know, not that I'm disrespecting my mom or my dad, but it's like, who says that I have to do it that way? I do whatever I want. And if it's, it's making me happy and I'm okay, then that's all that matters. And so now I'm like, when I look back at it, it's like everything that I've been doing with my life and everything that I'm doing now, as far as like, even to my wedding, it's like non-traditional. It's something so different. And I don't care. I'm happy. And my mom is happy because I'm happy. So at the mm -hmm. end of the day, you do what makes you happy and everyone else that loves you will be happy for you. So, mm, yes. And it might take a little time just in the beginning guys, yeah. when you start to break those <laughs> patterns and overnight, but you have to be your own self. You have to be unique to yourself and everyone's born with a specific identity and, and you can't deny it or push it away. Like I can't bring myself to live that life that like my mom lived or whatever the traditional ways or whatever it is that she would have wanted me to be in doesn't matter. Like there's no rules. <laughs> oh, I love it. Ah! Okay. I just want to rewind just a little bit. So you were 14 when you, what age did you really start to take it seriously? I know that you said you did makeup for celebrities. So I really want to get into that specific part of the story because mm -hmm. I know I have a lot of listeners who that's their big goal, right? So I started at 14 and then 15 was my sophomore year in high school. And I was offered the program and my dad was like, okay, sure. And then my mom was a little skeptical about it. Cause she's like, you're going to go to cosmetology. You're only 15. And my grandma started to talk about, oh, my son's daughter is not going to be a hairdresser. Or like that's not a career or, or do makeup. And I was like, watch me. And so my parents were like, whatever, let's be supportive. If she sticks to it. She sticks to it. If she doesn't, it's okay. She, she's young. So eventually I started booking a lot of jobs and I worked at a salon, like a hair salon. And I was the only one that knew how to do makeup. And so I started booking weddings. I started booking a lot of events. The, the owner at the time of the salon, she booked a magazine shoot for hair. But she's like, I have nobody do makeup. You want to do makeup? And I was like, yeah, I'm 17. Let's do this. Let's get into a magazine. And so it was one of those like hair books that you find at salons. But I was Oh, I love it. Yeah, with those like funky updos. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so I was like, absolutely. So I went, I was 17. And then she kind of started to like mentor me and take me around to a lot of the events. Like, and I worked with Paul Mitchell. I did a lot of like the fun stuff, like the stage work and things like that. And I started to kind of build a name for myself. And when people would meet, they're like, you're how old? 17? You're how old? Like, it was like crazy to them because I was such a kid, really, when you look at it, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't acting like one or I was doing things that like people have wanted to do for years. And so my opportunity to work with celebrities started when I was young. I had a friend at the time who I would do hair and makeup for her. She did acting and modeling and she was an extra. And there was that one movie with Meryl Streep years ago. And she was like, hey, do you want to come and do my hair and makeup? And like, she got permission for me to be on set. So I went with her and the makeup department was like, hey, we need a hand, like anybody here. And I was like, I'll do it. And no fear whatsoever. I was like, I'll do it. And then next thing you know, it's like Meryl Streep is right next to me. And I was like, oh, (laughs) you're like, oh, I didn't realize. And so here we go. Let's rock and roll. And and I assisted and it was so cool. And I was like, everyone's like, how was she? How was she? She was so sweet. She like, didn't really like, she wasn't like rude or anything. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool. And so that was my first initial experience. And then fast forward to 2013, I moved to California, 2013, 14, something like that. And at the time, it's like, not to like be sad or anything, but we had moved out here completely, my whole family. And we moved here in August. And then just three weeks later, my dad ended up passing. So in September. I kind of just like spiraled down. It was like a weird place in my life where I'm like, I knew I had to keep going, but it was also like, how do you keep going without your biggest fan basically? And Mm so, you know, I left everything behind that I've worked for in New York. And I was like, let's start from scratch in California. And I got my real estate license. And then I started working property management and I was, I need to find like some sort of income while I pursue makeup and hair again and rebuild my clientele. And so that's when I started up again in LA and everyone started to, Anyone that I worked with were like, whoa, you're so talented. Like you're just starting. I'm like, technically no, but I'm just starting in LA. And so word of mouth, one thing led to another. It's like, I met this one person. They're like, oh, hey, you should totally work with so-and-so. And I started to meet photographers and just putting myself out there, really like networking with people. And then I got to the point where it was barely a year into real estate and property management. And I was like, okay, peace out. Like I'm done. I don't need this anymore. I'm pretty established just because my work spoke for itself. I didn't have to really like be full of myself or anything, but when you're talented, like you don't really need to like do much marketing. It's like you do Mm. someone's the word gets around. And then I started to book like magazine shoots. And when I would work with the celebrities on set, like the production would hire me. They were like, Oh my God, you're so good. I have an event coming up. Do you want to do my hair and makeup? Or do you want to do my makeup? And so I started doing their makeup privately. So their assistant or publicist, whoever was with them on the shoot, they would reach out to me directly and then they started to book me. And then I eventually like I was doing Grammys, the Oscars and, and things like that. So it was fun. It was, <laughs> it's like now, you know, since COVID, it just, things are different, which I'm so grateful for everything that that's happened. And I think I'm at a really good place now <laughs> career-wise. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you more about like, I guess the actual like business side when you were, obviously blowing up here in California, guys, rewind, rewind. She made the move to a place she was getting called to go, which is actually funny because I'm moving to New York. Oh my God. <laughs> Not another year, I don't think. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Just for one year, that's like my goal. If you guys are getting You're- called. 
to move somewhere. This is your sign. I know you're uncomfortable, but you gotta go. <laughs> I don't on the video earlier or when it was separately about my t-shirt that, that said Hollywood on it. Oh, that was in the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, I came here to visit ever since I was a kid because my grandma lived here and we would stay at her house in Granada Hills. And it's like, I've always wanted to live here. I've always wanted to work here. I've always wanted to work with celebrities and be in the like the life of it. And then like now I'm here. <laughs> right. Oh, this is so beautiful. Just one business question. Like when you were doing this, obviously I love how you said like how it just organically grew for you. I guess this was more like, you know, like the managing the money part. Like, did you have like a booking system or anything? Or was it pretty much like, did people take deposits or is it just kind of like do the work? How much do I owe you? Business focused. I've been played before when I was like, still people take advantage, you know, it's like, they'll tell you I'll pay you later. And they never did. And so I took some business classes to educate myself on how to be a business owner. And then I started my LLC and, and there's certain things that I, certain steps that I was like, okay, even if I don't have that extra $500 right now, I will eventually. So whatever money I had saved, I put it towards these business classes or things that were going to help me as a business owner and be my own business. And I learned the hard way, but I started doing invoices. You don't necessarily have to use a software. You can create your own templates in order to reserve appointment with me. Like if you want to book, you know, you have an event coming up and you want to book me for your hair or for your makeup that day, I required a deposit and I didn't reserve that date unless I received your deposit. And so that makes your clients respect you more mm -hmm. and value you because like when I was teaching at the school up until last year uh, during COVID, we school closed or whatever. But I always told my students, I said, if someone can sit here and bargain with you, then they know they can get you to lower your prices. Oh, so part, when someone comes to me and says, oh, how much do you charge? Here are my rates. This is how much I charge extra for this last or whatever it is. And that's it. They're like, oh, are you willing to negotiate? No, these are my rates. I'm sorry. So mm. they you more because they they're like okay if she's so confident in herself and in her work and charging this much she must be good I'm gonna book her I'm gonna pay that you never lower your standards for anybody I almost always people will come up with the money they'll find a way and there's nothing wrong with wanting to save money but it's also your loss just for them to save money it, it doesn't work that way like just like you work your nine to five at the bank to pay bills and put bread on the table this is my bread and butter so yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that you said that you took business class. This is like, so I'm so glad that I asked this question because one, like you're so right about the deposits and everything. Like even now when I book people, if people don't ask me for a deposit or anything, like it changes my perspective on them, to be honest, like, mm, like, are they going to make sure that, you know, are they going to be there? You know, just like little stuff like that starts to come to the surface yeah. and thinking about it, like, people have big busy schedules you know so it's like if it's not physically in the calendar or something or something that proved to me that you have the appointment it gives me anxiety so I love one, that one thing that I want to focus on is I get a lot of whether it's former students or friends or whatever it is that are like entrepreneurs or have their own business and they always want to hook me up they're like oh you're my friend I got you don't worry and I'm like no I respect you and value you as my friend that I do want to support you mm -hmm. so if you have a friend who wants you to do their makeup, I personally don't work with family or friends just for the specific like fact that they never really want to pay you because they feel entitled to that service, right? Mm. I, well, your true friends and family that really does care about you will pay you. Like my mom, anytime I color her hair, 
or anytime I do her makeup, she's like, oh, here's money, here's money. Obviously, she's my mom. I'm not going to take that money from her, but because she knows the work that went into it. Anytime someone's like, oh, do you want to just do my makeup for fun? I'm like, for fun. (laughs) Yeah, that's so offensive, you know, but the thing that I'm focusing on is that if you have friends that are trying to take advantage of you and say, oh, well, like it's happened to me before where I'm on vacation with a few friends that are like, oh, well, can you just do my makeup really quick before we go out? No, it's a service. A service is a service, whether it's your friends or not you need to value yourself because for me, I started to see things differently. And I like slowly started to weed people out of my life that I realized that they were just taking advantage of me. It's like, Mm. just because I do something that I love, it doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't make me money, you know? And I think people need to realize that there's a difference in just doing something for fun and then something actually being your career. For me, I value myself enough to know that I'm not going to take anything less than what I'm worth. Mm. Oh, I love it. I love how you set the example for other people and their services too. That is so, 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 so important. A lot of times we're like, why won't people pay my rates? But then here we are like looking at people's rates, like, why do they charge so much? And it's like, (laughs) you're literally attracting what you're putting out. So that's such a good example. There's a girl that's, she's doing like the wedding coordinating and decorating and things like that for my wedding. And I discovered her through a friend of mine on Instagram. And I reached out to her and I said, I love your work. And I totally respect what you do. She's a mom of two married women. Like she has a family, she has her own life. And I said, I want to support you. So she's like, oh, I'll work with you. I said, no, 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 no. You give me whatever your rate is and I'm going to pay you because I value your time and your efforts. And to her, she was like, oh my God, you're actually not asking for a discount. Like it made her feel good. Cause I'm like, I do the same thing. I provide a service. And if I don't respect someone else who's providing a service, then how do I expect people to respect me and value my services? You know, Mm -hmm. I think to also treat people the way you expect to be treated. Yeah. And you also talked about releasing people who are no longer serving. Who really, uh, that's so huge. I actually talk about this in my 31 days of abundance program, which Mm -hmm. is all about manifesting money on autopilot. And that's one of the things you need to do. You have to just release people. Like people are the biggest energy blocks. And if they're not operating at the same frequency, like you and I are operating at the same frequency. That's why we, this conversation sounds like we've known each other our whole lives. We're just at this different like points um, of attraction. And it's just so important to get around people who make you feel inspired. Everyone's like, how do I stay motivated? And I'm like, well, who are you hanging around? You know? Yeah. My fiance always says it. It's like, tell me who your friends are and I'll show your goals or something. I don't know, something like that. It's like, basically who you hang around with is what you become. And it's so true. Like the, the friends, not like the people that I was like, being around, I started to realize over time that like, I had these like, few people in my life, they were never talking about making more money, they were never talking about their goals, they were so comfortable and stagnant that I was like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to like, I felt uncomfortable talking about my blessings and the things that I had and how well I'm doing and the goals that I have. Like, I don't talk about this to everyone, but I do investing in stocks. I do a lot of like trading, things like that, that it's like, what are you doing? You know, like there's so many ways to make money. And I stopped being around that environment of like, oh, well, I'm too broke to do this. Or I can't go out to eat here because I don't have money or that's bougie or that's this. There's so many ways to make money. And it's like, if you continuously hang around broke people, you're going to be broke too. When you think about it, it's like, you got four people who are broke. What's the fifth person broke? Because that's what you're surrounding yourself with it. But for me, like, I'm not a billionaire, but 
I don't want to hang out with someone who has less than me, not because I not financially or status or whatever, but someone who doesn't have like the goals and the ambitions, mm-hmm. what I say less. But when I look at someone who's successful, not necessarily financially, if someone has a lot more going for themselves, that's who I want to be around because I want to learn from them. I want to see how they do. I think it's big to really weed out the people that don't add value to your life. And there's nothing wrong with it. You, you can still love people from a distance. And, and that's something that I learned because mm. part that I want to like baby everyone and take care of them and be there for them. And then I realized, who the hell's there for me? So mm. you, you got to be there for yourself. You realize like people's energy really affects the way you live your life. Mm. Oh gosh, so many good things. Oh, I love loving someone from a distance. That is huge. So beautiful. I think it's like, What I've realized throughout this process of just really, really coming up, not only with like my business, my mindset, you know, learning about manifestation, teaching it, is that a huge download for me right now is to tell people to really zone in on other people's gifts. Like, for Mm -hmm. example, like we just got off like a team meeting yesterday. It's like, this person loves doing this. This person's really good at like, how can we all use our gifts together and create this alignment so that I'm not doing the things that are draining me. You know, I can take off the things that your plate. And a lot of people think that having this hustle grind mentality of just running everything in your business on your own is like the way to make it, but it's actually the complete opposite. Like if you're doing stuff that's draining you, it's going to cost you money. Yes. And it's also like, there's no point, like if I'm trying to be successful, that being successful does not equal running yourself to the ground. Mm. Like my personal trainer, for example, we work out three times a week and he needs content for his page. So I'm like, Hey, he's like, I know how to do it, but I'm not really good at it. I see that you're good at it. Whatever. I said, sure. I'll help you out. And then he's like, well, let's start doing this together. And let's start like, as far as like business minded. Right. And he's like, well, if you have these skills and I have these, let's do this. And I'm like, let's do it. So when you're surrounding yourself with people like that, like for me, like, I just want a personal trainer, but I didn't realize like a business opportunity is going to come from it. And there's nothing wrong with sharing your skill with others. And like, for me, like if there's something that I can offer you and help you, you can take that off of your plate and hand it off to me. If I'm willing to help you with that knowledge. Like I said, being successful does not equal running yourself to the ground. Oh, so beautiful. Love that message. <laughs> That's so funny because the same exact thing happened to me. Like, again, we're operating at the same frequency. That's why we yeah. can relate on so much. But I wanted to get to go back to boxing. And then I went downstairs and there was like a little sign on the door that said, boxing lessons, $10 a lesson. I was like, $10 a lesson. This man needs to help with the business. And so I started helping him out with the business. And then I just got a boxer free. And I think it's so similar. The synchronicities. Okay. So we have about eight minutes left and I want to be super mindful of our time. So I wanted to get into the part about the pandemic. Obviously, you know, everything shifted. Mm-hmm. got everything that you wanted and then boom everything gets shut down so I guess my question is like where were you with your mindset at this time and what did you physically do differently beginning of the pandemic wow where I am now and where I was last year it's like night and day I was taking off I was like doing so well for myself I was like things are getting good and then it was like a complete spiral. I was like, okay, well, I lost all my work. Clients didn't need me anymore because no one was doing anything. There was no filming. There was no award shows, nothing. And 
I was like, crap, look, what do I do now? And you get into this depressing place. And I, and I suffer from anxiety and depression. It's, you know, it's not something easy to deal with. It's not something that I just easily dismiss. Like now I feel comfortable talking about it to people. And so in the beginning of the pandemic, the one thing that I started to realize is that I needed discipline, right? I don't have the schedule for work anymore. I don't have this. I was just at home and I was like, all right, how are we going to do structure and discipline in a time like this? And so I started doing early morning cardio every morning, going out for two and a half miles of walking 6 a.m. sharp. Oh my gosh, if you're watching on the video, I'm like... And then as as making my bed, even if I wasn't going anywhere, I made my bed. And I started reading. Every day I was reading an hour. I was flying through books in the beginning of the pandemic. And then I started to look at ways to make money as a makeup artist from home. So I had a lot of one-on-one students that I do currently teach now. I was teaching at a school. However, you know, I had my like students or whatever that were looking for one-on-one lessons. I was like, okay, well, Zoom is available I started teaching virtually. I found like a company, unfortunately I can't disclose, but I found a company that I was able to work with and work from home. Right now we're at an age where you can still do makeup or you can still do whatever it is that you want, but you do it from home. Even my personal trainer, he has clients who don't feel comfortable coming to the gym. What does he do? He trains them virtually. And so opportunity is there. I took a trip. I went to the East Coast for some time. I spent time with my family and I knew that I needed to disconnect completely from everything that I knew here in LA home to me at the time. And it's now it's home. It became home, but I did a social media cleanse. I used to focus so much on social media that I was like, well, I don't have content right now. Like, what do I do? And I was doing my makeup. I was motivated to do my makeup every day to put out posts. And then I started to realize that I was focusing so much on an audience and I was forgetting about my happiness and myself. And so Mm. just the self-awareness, the educating Like you don't know how important it is to continuously educate yourself and life in general. It doesn't necessarily have to be makeup related, or if you're a mechanic, it doesn't have to be about cars, literally educate yourself on anything and everything. And reading is probably one of the biggest ways that you can do that because you learn so many new things and every opportunity that you want is truly out there. And one of the things that I've like held on to since last year is my gratitude journal. This is one that I buy on Amazon. It's like already pre-printed for you just write in it. But I also have my own personal journal. And I think one of the biggest things that's really helped me during the pandemic is gratitude. When you're grateful mm. for at the moment, then you eventually get what more out of it. It's a weird way to put it as far as being content and grateful for what you have while you work for what you want, right? I was constantly wanting, 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 but wasn't grateful for what I had. It's almost like unattainable. Like you weren't going to get what you wanted because you don't appreciate what you have in the moment. And that's one of the things that I realized that gratitude is huge. And I think being still in a a place and facing like your own self during that time and your mind, it just, it made things different for me. And I, you know, working from home, I was like, this is nice. I was so used to the runaround and I was even a lot of my clients who are celebrities who had interviews from home. They're like, hey, I don't know what to do. And I don't want you to come over. I don't feel comfortable. So I said, let's get on Zoom. Let me try to do your makeup. They would pay me for it. And I would teach them once a week how to do their makeup so that when they're doing their interviews and things like that from home, they were looking presentable. So there were ways to make money. And that for me ended up growing into something bigger where now I fully remotely work from home. Do I have some one-on-one lessons? Yes, that I teach. And I also have the clients that once in a while that I work with, but I've done it for so long, the running around the case, the, the light, yeah. hair, 
I told myself by 35, I wanted to ne- like not necessarily retire, but be at a place where I don't have to run around. And I'm almost 35. I'm 31, but um, oh, don't even. You, uh- I'm like there. I'm, I have everything on. And even my fiance, I told him like last year during, I was just kind of like, okay, like we stopped talking or whatever the case was. And, you know, this was in the beginning of the pandemic. And I like, in a weird way, I manifested what I have now. I just kept putting it out there that I needed to work on myself and then things will be okay again. And sure enough, it happened. And then this past February proposed. And so we're better than ever, but he's also a firm believer in like manifestation and just the energy that you put out there. And I think COVID really was a blessing in disguise, you know, not to dismiss like the people that passed or anything like that. And to say that it was like light for anyone. I mean, I had COVID too at one point. So, but like we all did. Yeah. But you truly like had to sit with yourself and face all your traumas and you're, you realize like you kind of had no choice. It's like do or die and, and you figure it out. I didn't really depend on like, I didn't get unemployment. I didn't get all those things that were out there for people. So I was like, I got to figure it out. And I did. And I think the mindset really helps you. It's, it's the discipline. Like I said, it's as simple as making your bed every morning, training yourself and your mind, your mind will go anywhere you bring it. You push yourself. It's like, I went walking every morning. I lost weight during COVID, whereas everyone else was gaining weight. Oh gosh, there's so many things. I just get so excited. I think gratitude is one of my favorite things that you're talking about and probably what you're experiencing right now with everything that has just manifested for you. You're about to get married. It's like you're working from home. You already hit your goal. You're aging yourself. You're not 35 yet. You're just like my friends. I don't know. It's weird. Like my mom is in her sixties and everyone's like, every time I speak to someone, like I'm in my sixties and I'm old. I'm like, I don't think my mom is old. I don't see that as being old. And she always says, she's like, it's your mind that ages you. You know, my mom's still Mm -hmm. like, I'm 16. I'm like, okay, mom. But (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that you're talking about the need. You know, a lot of people get confused with that, with manifesting of like, wait, what do you mean? Like if I focus on too much, I'll repel it. It's because you're focusing on the lack of it. And you explain that yeah. really, really well with your story. And I was just sitting in gratitude yesterday and I, or at Sunday. And I was like, I can't even believe this life. Like I'm living where I want to live. Finances are here. You know, I'm not worried about how much my food is, you know, like all this yeah. stuff. And I was like, how do I show my gratitude? Like I could write it down all the time, but I'm like, how do I express this? And what came up is sharing stories. So your story is helping me (laughs) show just the gratitude of how much shifts when you really, really tap into things that you have. So last thing I want to talk about before we get off of here, I know that we actually met because was that before or... Yeah, it was slightly before COVID that we had like initially met. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember. Okay. So what was going on, guys, is that, well, when the pandemic hit, I was like already hanging out with these like amazing entrepreneurs and everybody was just rising up, you know, and I like felt a personal responsibility. I'm like, oh my gosh, makeup artists like literally don't know how to make money online. And so what I was doing, I was hosting virtual webinars for makeup artists and Guida was actually a speaker there. So that's when we first started talking, got on a phone call, you were a speaker, and then you were on the three-day free, I did a free three-day manifesting money workshop, just literally the same one that I just did this morning. How in synchrony is that? I don't know. It's weird. The universe works in mysterious ways and I think everything happens for a reason, so... 
yeah, I just wanted to ask a little bit more about like the story of like what happened from that three day workshop. I have my notes that I keep here oh. in my top. I just look back at them all the time. I've always been big on, this is weird. It's going to play into what we had talked about earlier as far as family. Like I've always believed in manifestation. I believed in the universe. I believe that like whatever you want is literally out there for you. You just have to go for it. And my mom made me believe elsewise and not to say, Oh, she's a bad person, whatever, but because she's so traditional that with her, it was like, no, you have to work hard and make money or no, you have to like, it wasn't a matter of working smarter. My family was just like, you have to work hard to make money and make a living. And, you know, and so I was like, mm, no, I'm going to work smarter. And it was that blockage of like my own family saying like, oh no, what are you crazy to believe in? Like, something that doesn't exist. And I'm like, well, you go to church and you, you, you know, things that are like, you don't realize that like, they're not tangible doesn't mean they don't exist. And I said, you know, everyone believes in whatever they want. And so, and I was like, okay, well, like I knew that I had to like put it out there what I wanted. And I was like, I was determined in my mind at the time when I was younger, I was like, it's determination, it's determination and I'm working for it. I'm getting what I want. And then as I started to get older, I'm like, I started to realize those words that we put out there, the vibration and, and that's what truly comes back to you. And so I, I'm more into meditating, things like that, that are like truly mind, body, and soul. And you have to really connect with the universe. And after that workshop, I was like, you know what? I'm not crazy. It's true. <laughs> like, the thing I remember reading the book, the secret. And when I was younger, I also watched that little 30 minute film or whatever it was of the secret. And I was like, I remember one of the one things I would always practice is when I would go somewhere and I needed parking, I would always oh, like yeah. I'm there. I'm like, there's parking. There's going to be good parking. And I would always find good parking. And I'm like, this is real. This is <laughs> I know, right? this, that's where you guys should start. <laughs> yeah. Workshop. And I followed along and I, here's the thing. Anybody can sit through your workshop or whatever and say, okay, I'm going to do it and write down your notes and listen to what you're saying and do it. But you truly have to believe that that has to be your mindset. And so when we did that workshop, I was like, like, I knew this was real. <laughs> like I knew it, you know, it existed and there's other people that believe the same. And so I was like, I'm going to go with my whole heart into what she's saying and follow, because this is something I believe in. And I'm like, if I don't believe in it, it's not going to happen. Right. And so everything that like I followed step-by-step step and every, like every day, just hearing you, I was so inspired and motivated and things started to kind of trickle down. And like, I got the opportunities that that was COVID had just started and I started to like, you know, do the virtual lessons, the one-on-ones and it was like random things. Like there was like people that would like hit me up like, Hey, I need to do, I need to do my makeup for this like interview, you know, one of my clients. And I'm like, okay, let me show you how to do makeup. And it's like, boom, here's $300. Boom. Here's like this week. I want to make at least $200. I wasn't setting a crazy goal, but I'm like $200 is reasonable. Whichever way I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. And then it like slowly started to happen. And then I kept carrying it on and on every day. And like a year later, here I am. And I'm like, it's real. And it's like, I just needed, I think the universe aligns things for us in a weird way, like for today. But I yeah. think I needed you at that time in my life to make me realize I'm not crazy and do it and believe in what you believe in, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. And so it was life changing. <laughs> Oh, that's so beautiful. I had so much fear around teaching this. And even now, like when I'm blowing up on social media and we were talking about feeling the fear and doing it anyway, like 
imagine if I didn't do it, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's just so full circle of how it happens of like, I really had to pull away from like, this. everybody needs to know this. Like, I just truly believe everybody needs to know this and us going out there and telling our stories is the number one way to like really, really make an impact. So Ida, I'm so grateful. I already know we're going to have to do a part two when I rebrand the podcast. It'll be live. That'll be fun. To be honest with you, you also inspired me during COVID. I started to, I have a notebook that I do want to start my own podcast and in a sense of the business aspect of makeup and entrepreneurship, because I feel like a lot of people are like, well, how do you make money working from home as a makeup artist? Or, and I'm like, it's there, you know, yes. or even just kind of like teaching people. Like, and again, it, it's something that I was inspired by you to do. And obviously it's not, I'm not trying to like take over. I definitely want to put something out there that I'm like, why not? Why not? Because you helped me when you did the manifestation workshop last year, you were in fear of like, but you're like, I have to tell someone mm-hmm. and you helped me. That's at least one person. And I feel like I'm grateful for you. You're grateful for me. And you never know like what's written for you. And I think always, like I said, fear, just throw fear out the window and just go for it. Yes, <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Because I'm rebranding and I can't specifically serve makeup artists anymore. So this is the synchronicity that happens. Where can everybody find you on social media? So my Instagram handle is at makeup by period guida g-h-a-i-d-a and as I mentioned before I kind of cut back from social media I was like I needed a break I'm on there every once in a while but I'm not as active as I used to be but I am responsive to my dms if anybody messages me I'm always responsive so and we can always connect through email or phone or whatever it is so Yeah, I'll put your Instagram in the show notes, guys, so you guys can reach out to her. Please, please, please screenshot this episode. Tell us one thing, one thing that you got out of this episode. And I will have my team send you a free journal prompt. We just talked journaling. Mm -hmm. Um, This journal prompt is something that I do every single morning. It's my thank you for sharing the podcast and just tuning in today. And I just can't thank you enough, Gaida, for being our guest today. This was so good. It was nice to share. And I feel like I don't know if anybody is interested or skeptical about doing like the money manifestation, whether it's with you or just on their own, I think for it because it truly changes your mind. And at the end of the day, you have to remember not necessarily about money. Wealth comes in different ways. And so Mm. really everything, if you continue to put these negative thoughts out into the universe, then you're going to get a negative outcome. So this was awesome. It's nice that I'm able to kind of share the different perspective now, like a whole year later where I was and where I am now. And, you know, thanks to you and everything that I learned from you. So. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you so much. That was a mic drop right there. Boom. All righty, guys, we will see you on the next episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Makeup Mentor Podcast. If this episode resonated with you, if it helped educate you, or it just changed your perspective in any way, shape, or form, please stop what you're doing right now. Take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at the Makeup Mentor Podcast, and you will be rewarded with a free journal prompt just for sharing. Or you can head over to my website and learn about working with me one-on-one, breaking down those money blocks, taking your business to the next level, and possibly even being a guest on the show. Thank you guys again so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you next week.